There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good day to you, my friends. It is, of course, Christmas weekend. Uh, may you all be blessed indeed. It's been an incredible year uh, for investors. And of course, each and every one of you have been working with Jack and I in your own little way, I'm certain. And uh, well, if you've been uh, staying with the course, you've done very, very well this year. And uh, as such, there is still time to give back and receive a tax credit. Uh, indeed, there is. Uh, we're going to speak this morning with uh, Holly Thompson. She's the director of public relations at the Scott Mission. Uh, it's a beautiful story, the Scott Mission, indeed, right here in Toronto. It's been serving uh, the underprivileged for just under 80 years. Uh, Holly, uh, good day to you, and thank you for joining us on Hi-Fi Radio. I really appreciate you spending time with us this Christmas weekend. Yes, it's a busy weekend for us. Yeah, um, it's a, it's incredible because this, this can be a very difficult time of the year. Of course, uh, I, I, I'm wishing all of our listeners to be blessed. Uh, but for those who, who are less than blessed, um, uh, it can be a very, very troubling uh, weekend. Indeed, it can be. Uh, mm -hmm. Please, can you, can you speak to that, uh, what uh, individuals have to uh, go through uh, this weekend? Sure, it's holidays uh, can be extremely tough, as you say. Um, you know, it's a time when we're hit with messages of family and and hope and warmth and togetherness. And for people who are living on the streets or people who are underhoused or separated from their family by um, circumstances that are you know, tough um, circumstances as well. It can be hard to see all of those messages and be alone. So that's what the Scott Mission tries to do for people is to, um, you know, be their family, be their um, friends and be their community uh, all throughout the year, but especially at, at um, holiday times. Um, Holly, I want to ask you, uh, you, you, you know the statistics uh, of our great city. Uh, beds available with, with all of the charities that exist in Toronto. Uh, and I've had dozens of them on uh, this show, and I know there are uh, hundreds of other great charities, very little charities here in Toronto, uh, all doing mm -hmm. their thing. And Scott Mission is one of them. Um, but with the, the statistic is 3,000 youth sleep on the streets. So youth sleep on the streets in Toronto yeah. each, and every, each and every night. Um, in, in, in raising money, uh, for Covenant House, um, I, I get some pushback every now and then by individuals saying, well, they choose to sleep on the street. There's mm. plenty of beds out there. Um, you know, can you speak to that? Is, is it ignorance? Is it fact? Uh, are there enough beds in Toronto to house all the homeless? I would say no, there's not. And there, um, What's happening is that they're not always places where people want to go to as well, right? So there are shelter spaces. There are um, different um, respite areas that people can go to, but there's probably not enough that people can, um, that everyone can be housed and everyone can be housed in a place where they feel safe, which is um, 
uh, of primary concern. So if someone doesn't um, feel safe in the place that they've been assigned to or the place that they can find, then it's really hard to fault them for looking somewhere else, a place where they might feel safe, right? And there's a variety of reasons why somebody might not feel comfortable um, in a shelter space or in a, you know, in one of these uh, homeless hotels or um, uh, different options that are available to them. Um, yeah, so it's a really tough uh, situation for people to find places where they feel um, comfortable being, and it's hard to fault them for um, continuing to look for that space. And what the no, I, I agree. There's just not enough housing in general. So um, it's not just shelter spaces; it's it's permanent places to be. Um, again, another issue, Holly, that, that, that we all know about, but I think it is worthy of conversation um, in terms of the situation. Uh, and that is uh, individuals, uh, you know, they end up on the street. Uh, they seek any kind of comfort uh, they, they can so find. And often that means self-medication yep. and numbing them and numbing themselves. Uh, yeah. Booze, alcohol. Um, do they, being in that type of state, um, are they able to seek shelter uh, if they have substance problems? Well, uh, that's a tough question. Is that, uh, I mean, depending on their their um, their actual physical state at the time um, that they're they're needing to find shelter. Um, hopefully, they can find shelter. Um, but we've had some extraordinary cases of of people not being able to. Um, you know, physically or mentally make that choice um, at the time and um, being exposed to some um, cold weather and and um, terrible um, circumstances outside. So it's possible to make choices um, and to find shelter, but um, sometimes things go too far. I was uh, quite surprised. I, I, I grew up at Jane and Wilson. And um, my, 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 my local dentist, uh, the dentist I've gone to uh, my entire life, uh, is still there. And I continue to go to the same dentist. I'm a creature of habit, uh, second generation, great dentist, Dr. Isaac Howe takes good care of me. So I keep going back to him. Um, in that neighborhood, <laughs> there was a hotel called the Beverly Hills Hotel. Uh, it was quite popular in the, in the community in the 70s. Uh, the, when I drove by it going to my dentist, uh, I, I saw vagrants out front. And I said, mm -hmm. and, and I saw an ambulance out front, and I think a police cruiser out front. And I went to my dentist's office. I said, well, what's with the, the Beverly Hills Hotel? What's going on? Uh, he said, oh, uh, I asked myself the same question. I, I want to book a conference room, and I couldn't get in. I phoned them. I couldn't get in. And I, I finally saw a security guard, and I said, I want to book a conference. He said, well, this is now a shelter. Uh, right. I, so on the way home, I, I actually stopped. I drove into the hotel. And I saw a couple of security guards. I started to speak with them. And they said, yes, the city leased the hotel from the owner for an extended period of time. And it is a shelter for homeless. And I thought, well, that, that's good. I, I felt really, really positive about that. Uh, I said, how do, do, does one get a bed inside the shelter? And they, he said, well, they have to go be, I guess, directed through the city of Toronto. So, so can you speak to that? If someone is homeless, sure. if someone wants to find a place, to, what are their channels that they can take to expedite the process of finding a bed that works for them? 
Right. So the city has a shelter network that um, like the Scott Mission and, and other shelters would be a part of that would help people find beds at nighttime. So if somebody comes to the Scott Mission, um, they can find they if we have a space, they can stay um, where we are. But we would be able to see where there are spaces in, in other shelters and direct people um, to those. So what has happened under COVID is that um, we need more space for people. So in our shelter, we had to reduce the number of people um, who were able to stay like in our building. At the same time, we took over meeting rooms, we took over offices, we took over the staff break room um, and made more space. So we doubled almost the amount of space that we had available for a shelter, but still had to cut back. So what the city has had to do is, is open up these um, kind of hotel spaces that are um, like extra shelter spaces in order to um, help meet the need. The, the unfortunate part sometimes is that um, you lose the community, right? So um, our clients tend to think of us as their community and you're saying, you know, this shelter is way up north in the city and um, they're, they're too far. They're too far from the people that um, help, feel, help them feel um, stable and help them feel secure and, and a part of the community. So you lose that, um, that sense of, um, of belonging and uh, community that everybody wants to be a part of, right? You and, and I... Um, have uh, communities around us that support us, our families, our friends. Um, everybody wants that. Well, Jack and I have our community at the Wolf on Bay Street. Jack is part of my community, as is Zach, as mm -hmm. might be a wife and kids, so I get it. Uh, indeed. You know, the <sighs> I love the European model of taking care of people. And again, it does get down to dollars and cents. And that's why I'm bringing you on this show about money. Uh, Holly Thompson, Director of Public Relations at the Scott Mission. Beautiful history, by the way, uh, behind the Scott Mission. If anyone's intrigued, you should Google it and take a look at the history. It's, 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 it's gorgeous. It truly isn't. I think there's beautiful history behind um, the foundation of all of these services that, that exist in our communities. It's, it's very powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. um, people with people with vision and seeing the vision executed. Um, but when you when you travel, when I travel Europe, uh, I, I see less homelessness. And I, I recently came back uh, from, from a trip uh, to Hawaii and uh, had a layover in uh, both San Francisco and in Denver, San Fran going, Denver coming home. And uh, boy, did I see homelessness. And, you know, you speak about the, the people living on the streets seeking safety. Um, yeah. And it, it, I was in uh, coming back in Denver, and it was quite cool. It was sort of like the, the type of weather we're experiencing right now, maybe a few degree warmer, but it was quite cool uh, when we arrived at around 7.30 a.m. And uh, walking the streets of Denver, a lot of, it's, it's, a, it's a neat old city, a lot, a lot of brick buildings. It, it reminds me of the old part of Toronto. Um, lots of lots of alleyways and laneways. But the homeless were out in the wide open, in the middle of the main street, mm -hmm. and and so so again, they felt safer being highly visible as opposed to finding a dark alleyway with with, with a uh, a little entranceway to, to to seek refuge. No, right out in the open. And I said, boy, oh boy, that's the, that's the safest place you could find. I, I sort of get it. Mm -hmm. Less likelihood of getting beat up and abused. Um, friends, it's a show about money. 
Uh, Holly Thompson is going to spend a little more time with us. She's with the Scott Mission. It's just a beautiful cause. Uh, Jack Hartle, of course, in for the cause each and every weekend. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Get right back to Hi-Fi Radio, Global News, 640 in Toronto. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. So That's a beautiful song. Indeed it is. Show about money, my friends. Called Hi-Fi Radio. Jack Hartle. Wolfgang Klein. We're talking with the Scott Mission. Money can solve so many problems. And Scott Mission is a beautiful place. Does beautiful work. Uh, Holly Thompson, uh, Director of Public Relations. Uh, How many lives do you touch uh, each and every year at the Scott Mission? And second question is, uh, how much money does the Scott Mission require to keep its doors open? We call that an operating budget. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, So we have a variety of services. So our services that we're most known for are the, you know, the hot meals and the shelter. Um, Hot meals, we serve probably about um, 80,000 lunches. Um, Last year, a year. So last year we started um, a breakfast program and that's about 150 people a day. So um, for the lunches, it's, uh, about 250 on average, um, and breakfast 150. And then for, um, and we have 40 people in our shelter every night. And then for our, we have a food and clothing bank, and uh, that's for families primarily that um, need to stretch their budgets a little bit further. And that serves about, um, 2,500 people across both of our locations um, a year, or a month, sorry, 2,500 a month. Um, And then, you know, we have our summer camp and our after-school programs that help hundreds of kids each year, too. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, I came across uh, something on social media that uh, hit my heart yesterday. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think the boy's name was Noah, and he was a boy, a very young boy. Uh, who, who um, felt it was his duty to give back. And he uh, set up a monthly giving plan. Uh, I think it was oh. to Covenant House. And so every month he gives uh, a little bit of money. And that's, uh, again, the way to build wealth, my friends, is to save money every month. But uh, this, this, this young man is, is ahead of the curve. He's actually giving money every month i think they're both beautiful beautiful things and uh again friends i can't encourage you enough you must start to work save and invest at a very early age and once you have some money you can start to give back and it's a beautiful beautiful thing because everyone wins the people who are receiving the benefit wins the society wins and you win um so that's a lot of uh, food that you're dishing out Eighty thousand lunches uh, uh 150 breakfasts every day 40 people in your shelter each and every night uh food donations, clothing donations, summer camps. That's a lot of work. You're really at uh, boots on the ground. Um, and so to to keep the doors open, what is the operating budget at Scott Mission? Yeah, it's probably in the uh, uh, 
I don't know what it is going to be for this year, but probably um, under three or under thirty million dollars will be spent huh. on, on all of our programs. So uh, there's other programs that I don't mention, but then you know there's buildings, there's uh, you know um, uh, renovations, there's keeping the lights on, and uh, it's a it's a pretty big organization. Well, no, I, I get it. Uh, and again, to keep the to, to keep the, the building alive and well, I'm I'm going through home renovation right now, and it's expensive. But you know, your yeah. operating budget is very interesting, Holly, uh, at thirty million dollars, uh, because that that's basically what Covenant House is. Uh, and I keep referring mm-hmm. to Covenant House. I do a lot of work with them. I, I support you as well too, um, and I will continue to support you. Um, but that's a lot of money. And uh, mm-hmm. how much of that money comes from the government? How much of that money comes from private donors? So our government, um, it's primarily um, it's primarily donors, individual donors that are giving. Uh, the government supports the shelter. Hey, Jack, what's the best way of giving? Again, again, our listeners who made a lot of money, what's the best way for them to support Scott Mission, in your opinion? Uh, I think they should give regularly, uh, like that young uh, child you were talking about. Uh, so set up a monthly giving plan and give what you can afford. Um, if you have gains in the stock market, if you're fortunate to have a good year, as many of our clients have, um, the alternative method is, you know, donate non-registered shares that have capital gains. Uh, you don't realize the gain. The charity gets the full benefit, and you also get the tax credit. So it's a it's a win-win all around. And like I said, if you don't have those gains, you can start small and, and give regularly. If I'm not mistaken, Jack, because uh, I gave I gave Generac stock uh, to Covenant House. I gave a lot of Generac stock. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we paid just over a hundred dollars for that stock. Uh, and when when I donated the stock to them, uh, I think they realized four hundred dollars on the shares. I did not pay a capital gains tax on that, and yet my my tax benefit that I'm going to receive is at four hundred dollars a share. So truly out of pocket. Uh, because I'm going to receive 50% back from the government, I might be out of pocket 25%. Uh, and again, I repeat, friends, that that's a lot of leverage on your giving. If you can mm-hmm. give the Scott Mission appreciated shares, uh, as I said, you will not pay the capital gains tax. They will get the, 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 the full benefit, as will you. You'll get about 45% back from the government. But if, again, remember, you did not pay the capital gains tax, so you're getting 45% back on the portion you didn't pay tax on. That is a benefit, a significant one. And I certainly hope the government never shuts down that little loophole. I think it is a little loophole. But uh, friends, I'm going to share the loophole with you. Use it to help others. I think your dollars and I think the Scott Mission dollars are more effectively spent and put to work than they are if they're in the hands of a government. Government is very inefficient with money. And that's why, again, they, they, they leave the, the government leaves so much of the work to shelters and facilities like the Scott Mission to take care of society's problems. They're offloading it. Yeah, with a check they give to the Scott Mission. It's beautiful, but it's not enough. It barely meets it. I'm going to guesstimate a third of their needs, which means it's you and I, folks, who have to keep these facilities alive and well. Find facilities and places that mean something to you and get involved. Um, Holly, uh, you know, really, I'd, I'd like to at some point um, have a tour of the Scott Mission. I think it's a great way yeah. for, people to, uh, for people to really identify uh, with what you do. Um, I'm certain you're open to that. If any of our listeners wanted to visit the facility to get a better understanding of what you do, um, can they go by again? I understand that we have to respect COVID, and uh, certainly now is not the time to be out there visiting <laughs> facilities, but um, I think it's a, it's a very, very worthy exercise. 
um, yeah, for families to are, do. When things are a little bit more open, we definitely we encourage people to come and see. Um, I think it gives people a totally new perspective on what. Uh, what's happening at the Scott mission. So just give us a call. Yeah. And then in terms of um, expansion plans, I understand that there, you, you are trying to, uh, again, the city is growing They're They're talking about bringing another hundred thousand individuals, I think into Toronto each and every year. And with that will yeah. come challenges. Uh, it'll put upward pressure on real estate prices, uh, the scarcity of, 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 of buildings. Uh, these problems are getting worse, not, not, not less. Um, so, you're, 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 the, the demand is, is rising, and I know that uh, Scott Mission wants to uh, continue to uh, uh, be there to support the ever-growing problems that we have. Uh, can you speak about your uh, expansion plans, please? Yeah, so we want to address some of those issues, but also the, the, um, the need all across the city. So the, our city is, is a rather large um, geographical area, and it's difficult for people to access um, food banks and and um, programs like ours so we want to be closer to people but also we want to you know um, leverage the space that we have downtown so we're going to be um, uh, embarking on a building project that um, people can find out about now we've already submitted to the city for um, um, our rezoning for the area so if you go to the city website you can find out all about um, the project or on our website indeed there's a, a section about our new project but um, our goal is in that new project to refresh the space that we've got um, make it um, you know a more efficient space for people to access support but then also to um, add in uh, living spaces so permanent housing for people um permanent affordable deeply affordable housing for um people so that like we talked about earlier it's it's somewhere where people can feel very safe and secure and be off the street permanently uh friends there's a few days left in this calendar year to donate and receive a tax credit uh which will reduce your tax burden come april uh again i encourage you uh, to, to to find a a, a cause that, that is important to you uh, jack and i bring various uh, organizations uh, that do uh, god's work good work uh, Scott Mission, of course, is uh, one of them. They've been doing it for almost 80 years. Holly Thompson, Director of Public Relations, uh, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us, and uh, God bless you, and uh, keep up the great work. We're going to take a quick break, get right back to Hi-Fi Radio, bring on Jamie Carrasco. Uh, he, too, is a portfolio manager at Canaccord. Uh, very unique, uh, very different than Jack and I, and boy, does he love gold. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. On the fifth day of Christmas, Christmas my true love gave to me. Welcome back, my friends. Show about money. Indeed it is. And it is better to give than receive. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, uh, a gold... Expert, shall I say? Uh, also, portfolio manager at Canaccord. You know, you're a good friend of ours, friend of the Wolf on Bay Street. Uh, Jamie is uh, an alternative thinker, I shall say. Uh, he is uh, well trenched in the crypto world and well trenched in the mining world, specifically precious metals. Um, he has a view uh, 
of things and uh, both inflationary view and a concern with the printing of money. And as such, she likes to go to alternative assets that can't be manipulated. Uh, we've had him on the show many times. I always enjoy spending time with Jamie uh, to get his view on the world and his view on things. And certainly as we head into a new year, uh, Jamie, uh, Merry Christmas, my good friend, and uh, Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, talk to me, buddy. Uh, let's talk crypto. Let's talk precious metals. Uh, where are they at in the cycle? Uh, overweight, underweight for next year? Uh, wow. what's, uh, what's, 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 uh, what's your take? First of all, Feliz Navidad to you and everybody out <laughs> there. Uh, well, gold and uh, Blockchain, they got hurt at the end of the year, so it hasn't been a very good year. So hopefully next year will be better. Um, I would definitely be wading into the asset. Um, I myself would be overweighting a bit only because inflation. Inflation is not transitory. At least they've dropped that word for now, and inflation continues to creep up. Money printing will continue going, and you know, inflation is that money is devaluing, not that things are going up in price, and that's very important. Um, on the gold, look at the producers. The producers are trading at the lowest level as, a, as an aggregate that they have versus gold ever. So they're trading as the gold's around nine to seven hundred dollars right now, and they're making a lot of money. So I would be adding uh, some producers to the mix, unless, of course, uh, we think inflation is going to uh, retreat from now. But considering what the Fed had said, I don't think they will. As for the blockchain, it's just going sideways, I think. You know, they had um, a great 2021, and now they've uh, they kind of settled down towards the last quarter, and they're, they're uh, moving sideways and building a base. So I think there will be another side up, only because, again, I don't look at, at, at uh, Bitcoin. I look at the blockchain network, and we're through, I believe, 10 trillion transactions this year from 1.2 last year. So the the usage of the network is growing at a faster rate than the internet, and to me, I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. But gold, I think gold and silver, that that's that will be one of the places to be for next year. Um, Jamie, what is the uh, overall size now of the cryptocurrency market globally? And uh, that, just that below three trillion. Oh, it's three trillion. That, that's interesting. I remember we asked that question, Jack and I, on the show maybe a year ago to an expert, and and it was about half the size of the gold market because I think the gold market is two trillion in size. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's bigger. The overall gold supply is much greater than than I mean, the, the, the gold producers. Uh, yes, yes. The, market? Gold, the gold producers in, in aggregate are very small. There's hardly any money in that sector. Two point four trillion is the value of of the whole network right now. Okay, right. So it certainly is rivaling gold, but the Bitcoin itself had a decent year, did it not? Uh, it did until the last bid where, when you know it, it got up to 67,000 and now it's settling around 48,000. So what, oh, what usually tends to happen, everybody wow. jumps in at that point and now they're all crying, right? So. It settled at 48,000. I, I did. I, I missed that in the last tech. Um, incredible the way that. And that's my point about uh, uh, cryptocurrencies themselves. They have to be careful, I think, using the word currency because a currency uh, does not fluctuate as wildly as cryptos do. And so, therefore, friends, that is a, I believe, and Jack believed, uh, right, Jack? It's a speculative asset class. It is not a safe asset class. And, Jamie, you can debate uh, Jack and I on that all day long. I'm happy to do oh, so. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. 
But again, it's a new technology that's just, the way I look at blockchain as a whole, it's like the Internet around 95, you know. There was a lot of question marks, was that going to go anywhere and look at where we're at now. So I'm not looking at blockchain for the now. I'm looking at for 20 years down the line. Yeah, Jack, speak about Howard Marks, please. Uh, you, you sent me his most recent video and, uh, you know, where he was as an investor and his ability to adapt and pivot and change. Howard Marks, uh, a value investor, um, recently acquired, I guess, by um, Brookfield Asset Management. But the fact is that they started out as a, uh, a junk bond trader, <clears throat> and uh, I would say back in the 80s. Uh, and in terms of evolution, I mean, lots to unpack with the video that I sent you there, Wolf. But uh, the fact is, he's talking about being invested for the long term. That's what I saw. So the most important thing as an investor, you know, buy quality assets, obviously. <clears throat> But you have to be there because, you know, you could have said the market was overvalued last year coming off of the COVID bounce. And we've had, you know, um, in and around a 20% return this year just on the general markets. Um, the other thing that he talked about at the end, and again, I really respect him for this, is the pivot that he made. So he's talking about crypto assets and the fact that there is limited supply on on Bitcoin and there is increasing demand and fundamentals, uh, economic fundamentals 101, it tells you if so demand's increasing, people are accepting Bitcoin more now than they did in the past, and there's limited supply, you expect it to increase over time. Um, the question that you talk about, Wolf, and for the audience out there, you know, is it a speculative asset? Is it an uh, investable asset? It's a highly speculative asset. The fact is, traders want volatility because they look to take advantage of it. For the average retail investor, uh, another key point from Howard Marks' piece is, let the professionals take care of it for you. I think those are some key points from the message that he sent in the video that I provided for you there. You can't go putting all your eggs in that basket or else you're going to lose them. Right. And that's part of professional money management. You need to understand asset allocation, understand correlations between assets. You know, if gold goes up, what does the U.S. dollar typically do? And that's where the professional can come in and give you a balanced, prudent portfolio. Well, yeah, and asset allocation means having some bonds, having some stocks, having some alternative assets, having some foreign currency, perhaps, uh, having some alternative assets uh, within the asset mix. And, and, and that is a little trickier, as indicated. But friends at home, I, I do encourage you, because Jack found a very good video on YouTube, Howard Marks. It's actually a, a Spanish interview. Uh, YouTube will, con- uh, will translate Perfect. it in English for you. But it's very, very good. And, and Howard Marks also spoke about new paradigms which are very difficult to see and appreciate until well after the fact. Uh, And often it's older people who have difficulty seeing new paradigms. And it's the youth, it's younger people that are able to embrace such change more readily. And so so Howard Marks, I'm not sure, he must be in his late 60s anyways, and a brilliant writer, uh, author, uh, and and, and practitioner of of, of the business, Um, looks to his son, and his son said, Dad, you you want to start investing in uh, cryptocurrencies. And he said, oh, it's a fad. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't produce any money. And of course, uh, fast forward a few years, he he saw the, the wisdom of his son. So he's allowing his son to manage a portion of his assets in alternative assets. And uh, I think that is quite wise because the son is now becoming an expert uh, and good pedigree, of course, being the the son of Howard Marks. But his son's becoming an expert in these alternative assets. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, uh, I would have to say, is one of our experts uh, in gold and in uh, blockchain, cryptocurrencies. And that's why Jack and I like having him on the show. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Uh, Get right back to the show about money. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News 640, Toronto. 
Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Twas in the moon of winter time when all the birds had fled. That mighty Gitchy managed to send angel choirs instead. Before they light, the stars grew dim and wandering hunters heard the Welcome back to the show, my friend. I'm thinking about gold, incense, and myrrh. Um, yes, isn't that the gifts that uh, the wise men brought to Jesus, little baby Jesus? Uh, biblical gold is. Um, couldn't bring him any crypto assets, I guess. Eh? No Bitcoin for Jesus, uh, no Ethereum for Jesus. No, but uh, myrrh, I think myrrh was used to preserve, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, incense, of course, uh, well, I guess purification and gold, for, I guess, for wealth. Um, but Jamie, it is it is fascinating when you think about gold, you know, as a currency uh, surviving a somewhat five thousand years of time. I think it has its tradition. Yeah, yeah, but you know, someone said to me, "Wolf, uh, sacred cows make the best burgers," and so I wonder if that is what those cryptologists, shall we call them, uh, were thinking. Uh, you know, a better way. Um, so, without question, you know, uh, crypto is <clears throat> here to stay, I believe. And I'll, I'll tell you for one reason. So Put you're... your gold and your Bitcoin underneath the bed and turn off the electricity. Guess what? You can't access your Bitcoin, but you will have your gold and your silver. Yeah, I guess. Uh, or to take, your, to take your dollars and put them under a mattress. But guess what? That will evaporate in time. There is inflation out there, my friends. And I think the, the, the theme of this year, and, and I, I've been hammering the the table with this to Jack, I said, you have to keep your money working in this environment. You must own assets. I don't care what asset you own, you have to own assets because all assets are rising in price. Gold, real estate, stocks, bonds are in nosebleed levels. Uh, everything is going up because interest rates are virtually zero and money is cheap. Uh, and that pushes prices higher at some point. The chickens will come home to roost, and again, that will be the uh, perhaps glittering moment uh, for harder assets like gold, and of course, if there's still power, maybe Bitcoin. If the lights are out, well, no Bitcoin. Um, so, but again, Jamie, uh, I have to speak to you in terms of gold investable ideas. Um, a name that I think is, is, is a real quality asset, uh, uh, much better, I think, than the likes of, of the former barracks, is, is, is Franco Nevada. Uh, we own that. Uh, Jack, Definitely. Uh, One of my favorites. Across, across our mandate. For, uh, this is a gold royalty pr- uh, receiver. Uh, so no mining risk. They just receive uh, royalties from ounces on the ground that, they, that are produced. Um, what else do you like in the, uh, in the, in the space? And again, let's speak. Let's speak oh, large big voice. I think Agnico is going to be just an amazing company with the merger with Kirkland Lake. They've just mm-hmm. created that mine completely. So there's a lot of, a lot of value in the, in the big guys. They go, they've all been increasing their dividends because they're making a lot of money, even at $1,800 gold they're producing around 600. Um, and then don't forget the silvers, the big boys in silvers, uh, first majestic. So, you know, if, if it's just stick to the big producers and you'll be fine. 
they're all increasing dividends and they have a lot of cash flow. They're value plays right now when you look at them on their on their financial matrix. Well, I will say uh, the, the, the space is out of favor. Um, we own a little bit of the index, just the JITX index, which is the large cap producers, and, and the chart does not look pretty, my friends. Uh, the trend is not uh, in the right direction. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, again, uh, often you have to have some out-of-favor assets that are offset by your in-favor assets, and, the, and so that when the out-of-favor becomes in favor, you're already there. Uh, and that's tricky to do, um, but it's, I think it's an important uh, quality. And certainly, uh, do not sell your weak assets today. This is not the time to do it. You're, you're at the end of tax loss season. Uh, time for those names to probably have themselves a bounce. Um, I'll tell you a position that I, I think is going to be quite risk-reward favorable, Jamie, uh, is the China trade. Uh, the, 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 the FXI is just the, the large-cap Chinese index. It has the likes of Alibaba and Baidu uh, and, and it. Uh, oh, you agree with us, do you? What, what about emerging markets? Do you like China? What about the the? EU? I like India, the Fairfax India. That's on my other portfolio, not the gold portfolio. I, I like the emerging markets. I think Asia is, is California in the 30s, and there's going to be a lot of growth. There should also be some currency appreciation Hello. on our side. In the 30s? Yes. It's the new. It's where the new growth is going to be, right? So think about California in the early 20s when nobody was there, and look at it now. I think China, Asia, it's going to go through the same process, especially India, right? I think there's a lot of things that are going to happen there with uh, with the um, uh, what do they what the what does she call it? You know that whole area that's getting rebuilt, and now they have access to even Afghanistan, the resources there. So I think there's going to be a lot of major growth coming out of Asia, and I would be a place where I would be allocating some money. I mostly do it through the Chindia ETF on the Fairfax India, you know, try to keep it conservative, and I like Prime Watsa. Uh, but I, I definitely agree with you that that's a place that we should be allocating some funds. Hedge accordingly. Have some allocation in all these areas. I think it's important. What else do you like, Jamie? Um, I like technology, the, the, what's happening in the technology side, you know, and, and, the, and also the pipelines and utilities. We're not, we're not building any pipelines. We're not building any nuclear plants. So those areas should be good for us, especially as we go through this clean energy change. You know, that, that's important. Uh, I would be staying away from bonds because how low can you go at zero, right? Can't own, you can't own them. It's a big risk. You can't own them. Yeah, no, I agree. You can't own bonds in this environment. Uh, I actually just came back from a conference, and uh, one of our top advisors at Canada Court uh, basically said to all of his clients, sell all of your bonds. Uh, and it just, it's logical. The uh, inflation running higher than, than, than the yield that you're receiving, plus if interest rates go up, bonds fall. Um, technology, I'll tell you, uh, Jack, uh, listeners, I, my, my, my partner Jack is quite concerned uh, about uh, some of the high-growth and therefore, high valuation tech stocks uh, ripe for some correction next year. Uh, I like internet security stocks a lot, Jamie. Uh, the likes of CrowdStrike, Okta. Um, what's the other one we like, Jack? There's SailPoint, and there is uh, Jack. There's ZScaler. There's ZScaler as well, and they are yeah, Z, 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 leaders in security for sure. Super expensive names, um, uh, trading, not making money per se. They're generating revenue, but no true uh, earnings. Uh, and trading at very, very lofty valuations. Um, what do you think of the very expensive tech space, Jamie? Did you have some money there? Again, as part of the barbell strategy? No, not much. And on my blockchain place to as part of my tech and in the conservative portfolio, that's only 5%. 
right? And I do it through, through Hive, which is more of a, of a producer of coins, a miner, right? So, yeah, so, so your technology, love, is, is, is around the blockchain network then? It is, because I, I think that's the internet, internet circa 1995. And I'm also watching all of the applications that are coming onto, onto the blockchain, like DeFi and you know, what's happening in decentralized financing, what's happening on the, on the artistic side. So you're starting to see all of these side um, uses of, of blockchain that are quite interesting. Right. And I think, again, that's that's uh, all innovation that's coming in. And it's very interesting what's happening. Well, I will say we're coming up to the last days of tax loss selling, uh, I believe, Monday or Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, maybe Wednesday. Jack trade trades. Uh, probably Wednesday is the last day now for tax loss selling um, in uh, both uh, Canada and the United States. Uh, friends, don't do it. Uh, for, for the most part, don't do it. Uh, those, those beaten up names uh, often uh, have a huge snap come January. Uh, so it's kind of late to be selling the, the weakness right now. I think weakness, uh, where you find it, uh, should be purchased. Howard Marks said the same thing. Uh, be careful out there. There's some real estate plays that are very expensive, i.e. data centers and uh, industrial REITs. But there, there are real estate plays that are quite cheap, specifically office Uh, So if you're looking for value, you got to dig a little deeper to find it. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, Investment Advisor, Portfolio Manager, Canaccord Genuity. Uh, I do want to wish you a a, a safe, uh, festive season. Uh, Happy New Year to you. I do hope you have a great Christmas. Jack Hartle, as always, my friend. Uh, Outstanding job setting up the guests for the week. Uh, Friends, we'll speak with you next weekend uh, right here on Global News 640 Toronto. Any questions for us, WolfgangKlein.com. Listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week.